0: Tune in to the twice monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Svek. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is the podcast for Saturday, February 27th, 2021. Bubbles and more bubbles and what to do about it. So let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on, what I've noticed in the past week and sort of what has happened. If you listen to this podcast, you know, a few weeks ago I talked about, or months ago, I talked about land banking where you you know we were taking land buying it and not even thinking about it for perhaps tens of years you know it could be decades it could be five years whatever just basically um investing in land we we had found an area in nova scotia where we thought that was a prudent place to invest so we began doing that in uh, January, we had, uh, believe it was eight transactions, and in uh, February, we are now at a total of 11, so we did three more. What we noticed just yesterday, what is happening is when we started, we we're, we, you know, it was reasonable or win win kind of offers and stuff. We're, bu- we're buying properties that have been on the market for many, many months, if not years. And this past week, we started seeing multiple offers, so we would get we would put an offer in that we thought was reasonable, and the agent would connect with us and say, well, you know, there's been other, you know, you're in competitions, which of course we walk away. We say, that's fine, good luck, we wish you about well, but we don't get involved when there's that kind of a situation. And this is what we're seeing now in our land banking strategy in the area that we're looking at. So clearly that's over. Um, And it reminds me of what I heard this week from a real estate agent in Ontario, a broker who told me about the incredible bidding wars that are going on for properties, that people are, are bidding up prices of, of houses and communities. And these are communities outside of large metropolitan areas. They may be just outside of Windsor or London or Ottawa. And the, the prices are, are phenomenal, just 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 ridiculous when you think of the cost and the tax base these folks will be paying. So if you look at a I believe in london ontario the average house now is over let's say six hundred thousand dollars over six hundred thousand dollars and as taxes to continue to go up property taxes and we we think they could go up even more in some jurisdictions you could see property taxes of a thousand dollars a month only to go up that's twelve thousand dollars a year on a house like that particularly next year when mpac adjusts so this year i believe they're going to not do any house adjustments in value but when they go to do that, there's gonna be a significant uptick in, in housing taxes. Other services have also gone up. Hydro, gas, who knows what will happen with gas if uh, Biden and Trudeau get together and decide that it's just nasty to have any fossil fuels in your house, and, and we're going to see some, some increases there as well. So overall, I would say most of us would agree that you know we're in a bubble. On the construction side, it's even more ridiculous. Um, we, we received a quote this week for a uh, to build a, a property that is 50% higher than it was 12 months ago. Sorry, eight months ago. Um, and it's absolutely laughable. And we're seeing it across the country. And this is sort of the pattern you see with, with bubbles where people lose all sense of reality I saw this week if you look at uh, equities that uh, GameStop went up because apparently someone in the the executive or the departing executive uh, posted a picture of an ice cream cone and people were seeing into that as possible incredible future for that company. These are all bubbles. The question is, well, what would I do in a bubble? So what would I do if I, well, I told you what I did with land banking. We just stop. We don't We don't play that game. When it came to housing, someone said to me, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I would probably rent if I needed a house to live in. Or I would find a starter house if that's still possible or a starter duplex. And realize that I would be living in a, you know, a house that's okay, it's not dangerous, but it's not going to be posh, it's going to be challenging, and each year I'll save up to do different things. I may have to save up six months to buy a new furnace, I may have to put a new roof on in the spring, whatever I have to do is where I would start. But I wouldn't start by buying uh, the average house price of six, seven hundred thousand dollars in one of these communities. Because that is not sustainable. Now, It may be for some time. That $600,000 house could be worth a million dollars in three or four years. And someone will say, well, then, Henry, how would you get into that? I wouldn't buy one. I would continue to rent or to look for other means of housing. Now, on the optimistic side, the exciting side of what I'm seeing, and I posted this on LinkedIn, and I've, I've discussed it, I believe, briefly in previous podcasts, is that there are companies now that are building houses with 3D printers. Let's think about that for a minute. To me that's justice. I mean, you know, contractors who come out and say, well, you know, the house, of, the price of lumber has gone up, so the price of the entire house has gone up, which is ludicrous, ridiculous, and not practical, but that's what they seem to say, um, will we'll very, very quickly be rendered unemployed with uh, new technology which allows the building of homes with 3d printers and I, and obviously i'm a novice at this i just look at this now past month or so and in europe it's quite you know more common than it is here but apparently uh, uh two or three people with ipads can build your house you'll still need a finishing carpenter and some possible you know trade hookups and that kind of thing, but generally speaking, 80% or more of the house will be built by the 3D printer. Now, think of what that will do to the price of housing. Um, There will be what we would call next generation construction companies that will only have printers. They may have a backhoe or some equipment to do groundwork, but most of them will rely on this technology to build the home. Now, do they run wire? I don't know. How do they run the pipes? Uh, I have no idea. You may still, currently probably, you still are required to. I'm going to call one of these companies on Monday, by the way, because I found some in Canada, just to get a bit of a background on this. Um, It's highly likely that the price of constructing using this technology will eventually be what it may have been 10 years ago in Canada. So if we can get it to $50 to $100 or a square foot, or say $50 a square foot, What will happen then is the value will come in the land so the building will no longer be valuable as as valuable but the land will be because you need a place to put this home and you need a place to put it so that you have space space continues to be the theme we see it across north american industrial society where people are are leaving you know uh highly dense urban situations i can remember probably 35 40 no probably 50 years ago yeah 50 years ago being in europe and being amazed that on weekends people from the cities all went to the country to walk in public forests and and space green space that they didn't just value it they realized that they while they had to live in the cities to work and and do what they had to do they really valued living out in the country and i can remember seeing these farms in quotation marks that were you know one or two acres that was it and people relish them because they would come out and plant vegetables and they'd have some fruit trees and they'd have a walk in the forest and they'd you know collect all their all their vegetables and preserve them for the winter and it was sort of like and it wasn't that they had to these were not poor people this was a lifestyle and i see that starting to happen here where i heard the other day on one of the business channels not one of the talking heads but a real business channel they talked about the sales of small garden tractors that these companies can't keep up because everyone wants to get out in the country with a few acres and grow their own food or plant some trees to create a natural wildlife habitat and i don't think that's going to change and when i look at the multiple offers now happening on properties that you know we had looked at that have been for sale for years and now they're they're getting multiple multiple offers so strategies for the bubble what would i do well as i said earlier the first thing i'd do is i'd avoid those situations uh i wouldn't be getting in multiple bids i wouldn't be engaging in any of that because everything is cyclical we can remember not that long ago maybe 10 years ago or less when um you know no one was building anything and contractors were were dying for work would go anywhere would travel so were trades should the 3D printer come along, and that's probably going to be the next uh, next sort of innovation that will disrupt the construction industry, you're going to see that again. You're going to see a surplus of trades and skilled labor being replaced by this technology. If uh, construction were to get back to a level of normalcy, then maybe the economics of the 3D printing wouldn't be... Uh, in high, such high demand, but I doubt that's going to happen because just as we see greed in the stock market, we see greed in the construction industry. It's not about win-wins; it's about greed—the greed that we see in, you know, equities, and the greed that we see where, where, when, uh, you know, if you follow the GameStop story, games, and you look at what happened, um, you know, Wall Street got a little upset when when little guys could manipulate the market like that. Um, and so you're going to see more and more structure and you're going to see uh, more and more of these types of situations. And when we look at, at contractors, when there are fewer of them, fewer construction companies, prices continue to escalate. So what would, I, I would stay away from that. I would stop building until the technology catches up or until there's a surplus of builders or a, a, you know there's less demand for those services. Uh, and I would wait. There is no rush. There's nothing that says you need to get in now. I think the concern we continue to have is that, that I have is a devaluation of our of our monies, and I'm not sure what to do about that other than land banking, which is now not quite as easy to do. And I'm not sure we might look at a few other provinces, but most provinces now it's it's um, there are other barriers, including higher property tax rates than they they have in Nova Scotia. So we're going to have to look at that. One thing I can say about Nova Scotia the the reputation it's 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 receives by the way they handled COVID by the leadership in the province by the environment by the culture by the um, the space. I don't think that's going to change, and I think those assets are going to continue to increase for the next ten to twenty years as people realize that with fiber optic internet and the ability to create small hubs of companies so if you have a large company why not create a small one a small branch in, in an area in nova scotia in a rural area where they're going to invite you in provide you with all kinds of incentives to start your small company there but also give your employees a chance to live in space because living in space is a trend that will not change so my two answers to the bubble stay away from them that's what i'm doing you can do what you like buy gamestop you know buy buy some of these companies or getting a bidding war for a, The other thing about a bidding war I heard the other day on a property is that you're not allowed to do any kind of due diligence. I mean, you have to buy the property blind, if you will. And and just because if you put in any conditions, they say that you won't get the property. That's another sign of a, of a bubble. and And that's such a rookie mistake. You never buy anything. I mean, that was one of the first properties I would buy. Probably 40 years ago, I bought a few without inspecting. Because I thought inspections cost too much, and then I realized it costs too much not to do them. But when you look at uh, when you look at that kind of behavior, you know quite quickly that it's a it's a bubble situation. When we buy land, even with land banking, uh, the process is quite stringent. We we have a process that we go through. Then we have a process that uh, you know surveyors go through, and, and they review municipal bylaws and all of that. Then our lawyers review it, and each each phase in the process there's a walk away opportunity and you need to have your due diligence before you buy any investment i believe and at least that's what how i i practice it Um, so again um, i'm hank for um, shrink money advice i just finished a podcast on the wildflower beef farm so if you're interested in sort of a non-financial thing You can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com for free and watch the video blogs that are put up every week. You can download the iTunes podcast, Wildflower Beef Farm, where every week I do an audio version of what's happening on the farm. Um, It's very important, regardless of what stage you're at in life, is to find activities that give your brain that sort of sense of relaxation and rejuvenation. And while exercise is important, you know, I talk about the wage technique. I did my treadmill this morning before I did this podcast. Um, I, you know, being around bees and helping bees really, really helps me uh, stay focused in in tasks. And so if you want to learn more, just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com. On that site, we also launched, uh, uh, with that site, we also launched honeybeelessonplans.com where we create lesson plans for people who are homeschooling or teachers or schools to be able to use um, pre-made lesson plans and, and the videos we create on our farm. So that's honeybeelessplans.com Again, I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have a profitable week and I look forward to speaking with you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at allsound.com. That's awesound.com.